0: Listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Lasso Podcast. I am Mike and I am joined by Maya.
1: Hello.
0: So, uh, we have been away for a little while. Uh, just, a bit. Um, just a bit. Real life has gotten the best of uh, both of us. So. Also, the
1: comic is trash.
0: That's true. Yes. <laughs> if, if you. Listeners have been reading the comic. Um, I'm sorry because I have not been reading it.
1: (laughs) I've been keeping Uh, up with the summaries, and it sounds like they're just like, whatever, Diana's not actually that important. Let's. (laughs) And it's like, why are you destroying everything that Rucka built up in rebirth? (laughs) It's like, so frustrating.
0: Yeah, but I'm. Actually, I'm reading the Wonder Woman Conan crossover series from Gail Simone, and that's really good.
1: Oh, nice. I haven't read that one.
0: Yeah, it's like a six-issue mini crossover, and um, I think issue four just came out. So uh, I'm sure that a collected edition will be coming out once uh, it's wrapped up.
1: And then I'll read it.
0: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And then, actually, there's another um, non-Wonder Woman main comic coming out, I think, either February or March, uh, from Liam Sharp. It's going to be the uh, another, uh, what's the, I'm trying to think what it's called. It's like Bold and the Brave, which is uh, like a Batman-Wonder Woman team. Oh, yeah. Rock.
1: I'm really excited about that. It looks awesome.
0: Yeah. Like I've read the like the like sort of the uh, summary of the story, and it's like uh, he said there it was like
1: Irish legends and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, like an yeah. old Irish god like um, died. So some like another one of them went and found like Bruce and Diana to like try to solve the mystery. So it's sort of like Batman's detective skills and Wonder Woman's um, you know godlike connection. So yeah. I think that's going to be really good.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about that. Like he was, he showed pictures of like all the books he was using to research, and I might have checked a couple of those out of the library because I was like, "This sounds awesome."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, we'll be able to talk about that once uh, that starts up. But this episode, um, we're just gonna yell about Star Wars: The Last Jedi for a while because yeah, we both saw Justice it. Justice
1: League. We have um, feelings about this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Star Wars We was...
1: might talk about Justice League someday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably, um, but yeah, Last Jedi came out, and that was definitely like um, overshadowed any of the other movies that came out pretty much in the past like few months, besides Thor.
1: Besides Thor <laughs> and Shape of the Water which is fantastic
0: oh yeah i probably need to go see that too (laughs) go see the
1: (laughs) fucking and then and then join us on the crusade of having guillermo del toro uh direct an all alien star wars movie (laughs)
0: Uh, i saw people talking about that online and i would want that so much
1: oh you'll want it more after you see shape of the water like oh my gosh this creature work is amazing (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, i'm surprised they haven't gotten him to like work on like the star wars creatures already
1: um probably because guillermo del toro like needs full creative control
0: that's true yeah that makes sense
1: he's amazing (laughs) but he's i don't know how well he would actually do with the fit in the box the hierarchy
0: yeah (laughs) yes that's true (laughs) um all right. So, yeah, if you're listening now and you haven't seen it, um, this is going to be full spoilers. So you can um, either come back, later. Wait, <laughs> come back later. Exactly. Yes. Go see it. Uh, and then come back. Listen to this. So uh, what overall did you like it or not?
1: Um, I liked it, I think. I think there were too many plot lines. And so the A and B plot, which was basically all the force user stuff was amazing. And mm-hmm. I thought the rest of it was kind of sloppy.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. How I like the, I, I, I like the movie. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. And like the, cause Usually, whenever the new Star Wars movies come out, I go and see it like the Thursday night in the first viewing. Like, if you asked me like what happened when I got out of it, I couldn't tell you because like it like I just go in and like it's just like a complete like mind wipe. (laughs) Like I just let like the movie plays and like I just lose it. (laughs) Oh, I know it's it's
1: so much like to take in in that first viewing. like yeah. I was like, surprised by how emotional I got on my second viewing because <laughs> like I didn't I didn't remember feeling like that on the first one and it's probably just because it was just so much at coming at you at once.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's the exact same thing that happens with me like on my like second and third and like subsequent viewings is that like when I saw it the second time, I teared up at the part when Ray comes in with the falcon on crate
1: Oh yeah! Like I don't know, like
0: why that part got me, but it was like the combination of like the Falcon theme playing and then Chewie in the cockpit without Han, and I was just like, "Oh my God, why?" I know
1: it so much, and then oh my gosh, I completely lost it the second time when Luke did his thing with Leia and like the Mm -hmm. forehead the forehead kiss and just I I was a wreck and the first time I was like oh this is sweet but the second time I was just oh my gosh (laughs) it's like how dare you make me feel like the Star Wars
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly that whole like final third is just like gut punch after gut punch after gut punch
1: yeah absolutely so so how many times um, have you seen it I've
0: seen it twice so far And as of the day of our recording, I am actually going to see it again uh, tomorrow on New Year's Eve. So what about you?
1: I have also seen it twice, and I don't know when I'm going to go see it again, because (laughs) plans are dumb. (laughs) Who needs those? Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's true. (laughs) Yeah, so like, I saw it the Thursday night, the 14th or whatever day that was at 7, and then I saw it again the next morning at like Ten in the morning for like the first showing.
1: Yeah, I saw it Thursday night at seven, and then I saw it Saturday morning at like nine a.m., which you got in the first showing. Definitely just mm-hmm. like rolled out of bed, put on different pajamas, <laughs> and went to the movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because apparently yeah. I
1: couldn't go in the pajamas I slept in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Because like I didn't make the mistake I did the first time when I saw the Force Awakens. Because what I did when the Force Awakens came out was I saw it at seven PM that Thursday night. And then directly afterwards again at ten forty five.
1: That's so much. You can't do that (laughs) in the same day. I mean, you I I, so I have I saw it back to back like (laughs) that, but it was in like February. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, it was January. No, it was after having processed everything. Like, how yeah, did you exactly. do that on opening night?
0: Yeah, like, I was, like, driving home at, like, 12.30, one in the morning, and, like, I was just, like, staring down the highway. I'm like, whoa, 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 what, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, like, a total <laughs> <dog.
0: laughs> shock. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I definitely, The Last Jedi, like, the first viewing, like, you just completely, like, the way that this film does it, too, it's just, it hits you with one thing after the next. Like, when they said in the lead-up where there's no bathroom breaks, there's literally, like, no bathroom breaks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm trying to (laughs) think of one, but... You're right. It's, it's pretty nonstop. Like people have been yeah. saying Canto bite has been their bathroom break. And then I get mad at them because Canto bite is amazing.
0: I, honestly, that's like one of my favorite parts.
1: <laughs> Me too. Have you read the book?
0: <laughs> Which one?
1: The Canto bite book.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I've read, uh, I was like, huh? Yeah. Um, I've read actually uh, just the, I've been working my way through. i and done with the two, the two first stories. I still have the last two to go.
1: So, I was in l a the day of the premiere that I saw it, and I was driving mm-hmm. around a lot because i was I had a lot of things to do and so i just i'd listened to a Solid and Ahmed story, the first one because I Solid and Ahmed's one of my favorite stories, so like I had to listen to it immediately, but then I hadn't listened yeah. anymore, and I just spent the entire day listening to it and then going to the movie. And seeing Mm -hmm. it, and just, like, with all of that in my head of what it was, and then just seeing it on screen and playing, like, spot the character and everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's honestly one of my... (laughs) I think it might be my favorite Star Wars book so far.
0: Yeah. It's, like, I would love to see them do more books like that, honestly.
1: Yeah, same. Like, I I love that there's hardly any humans in it. And that the humans that are in it, they're kind of, like, just dismissed as oh those silly humans like (laughs) yeah like oh that's just a human thing no one cares about that
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i love how i think in the second one with the like the sisters and then the uh with the bottle of wine the wine of dreams Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) um the main character the one the sommelier she talks about how like humans have like the worst palette out of like everybody in the galaxy
1: (laughs) oh it's so true though Uh, we are terrible
0: (laughs) yeah Uh. Um. but yeah like i definitely would love for them to publish more books like that because it's like between like canto bite and like from a certain point of view like those like probably like my two favorite like books that have come out like in the canon
1: yeah those and and like legends of luke skywalker as well is kind of like that yeah yeah like
0: yeah the, you're right
1: because i mean it has like the thread throughout it but mm-hmm. like the individual there are all these individuals stuff, yeah. like i'm
0: and what oh no no, no,
1: no.
0: <laughs> oh i was gonna say that while i was watching the last jedi i realized that legends of luke skywalker was practically required reading
1: yeah before
0: seeing the film
1: uh yeah it informs like the film everything, everything
0: about luke yeah everything about luke in the last jedi is set up with everything that happens throughout legends of luke skywalker it's crazy how even though like the part where he's doing he goes onto that pole and then goes over the water and does the fish i'm like okay that's directly from legends of luke skywalker i know
1: i i mean i just so i love how this movie did luke so much um mm-hmm. i was I'm, i've never been yeah. a big luke skywalker fan he's always just kind of been there for me and this movie like oh my gosh i just i loved how they did him and i'm like i have a lot of issues with how the rebellion was and everything but the stuff with the force users was just so top-notch and especially with luke like i thought that all just ended so perfectly Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and just the way that he dealt with ray was what you would expect based off of where we see I mean obviously when we see him the last time we see him in the universe technically it was Battlefront 2 um but in the story wise but like you don't Wait what does he do in Battlefront deal- <laughs> Oh um <laughs> there's a mission where he and Dell sort of partner up on this planet called Pillio where they have to go to one of the emperor's observatories and
1: Del's identity—it's essentially,
0: right? yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I
0: haven't yep. read the book and I haven't
1: played the game, so I'm just like I just know what <laughs> I know from Twitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, so Luke essentially opens up Del's mind and turns him into an actual person and not just a uh, stormtrooper. So, and that's where. Luke finds the compass that essentially leads him to Octo.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. There's was a nice little tie in. Cause they, in the shot in like his hut on Octo, they linger on the compass just for a second. So like the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh yeah. Battlefront tie
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the way that it weaves in stuff from all the supplemental material. Like, You don't have to read or play any of the games or comics or whatever books, Mm -hmm. but it, it's nice that they acknowledge them with these kind of things. Like it it just, it's an extra point of fun, honestly, (laughs) like, and it it feels like a deeper connection.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say it enhances the viewer experience, especially with, uh, like when I read—I don't know—did you read Catalyst before seeing Rogue One or afterwards?
1: I still haven't read Catalyst.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I read like reading Catalyst that sets up the entire uh, prologue for Rogue One.
1: Oh, oh yeah, like- yeah, yeah, because it's it's Galen and. And what's his face? And
0: Krennic. Yeah, Orson. And I'm
1: like, what is his first name? Orson.
0: (laughs) What's his actual (laughs) name? Um, Yeah. And so the way I actually wish I was able to play, because with the Battlefront campaign, they had a DLC that came out the day before the movie came Mm -hmm. out. So I wish I actually had played that before going to see... Rogue One, uh, not Rogue One, The <laughs> <laughs> Last Jedi, because it did the exact same thing that Catalyst did for Rogue One, where the download the uh, the DLC uh, story missions essentially sets up the f- beginning of The Last Jedi with the dreadnought and everything. So, like in the uh, so this is spoilers for the DLC also.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is marking the spoilers um, for everything. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Um, so in the the DLC campaign, you see on with Aiden and her daughter, you actually see them watch Hosni and Prime get blown up from The Force Awakens.
1: Wait, when does Battlefront take place?
0: So Battlefront like the main story takes place right after return of the Jedi and goes up to like the battle of Jakku. But then the final mission is a flash forward to like right before the force awakens.
1: Okay. And
0: it's sort of like a, like a little Kylo Ren like thing. And then, so the, and then when the DLC came out, it went right back to after the final mission of the, the full campaign. So the, uh, the DLC, then you are doing the campaign exactly during the time frame that the force awakens is occurring, which is like crazy to think about.
1: That's so cool. We haven't had like anything in that time period.
0: Yeah. It's so cool. Cause like I said, the Aiden and her daughter, like are on a planet and they look up in the sky and they see the red like streaks in the sky, Of the Starkiller blowing up the Hosnian system.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, it was like wicked crazy. And then they like infiltrate a first order Star Destroyer, and that's where they actually get the information about the dreadnought to then send to Leia. So when like the bombers and like Poe are doing their thing, that's how they know to blow it up was because of that the uh, Battlefront DLC mission.
1: What,
0: <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> it's so good. Oh
1: my good. god. <laughs> I did not know any of this. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that sort of like that I can't like believe how cool that was. <laughs> oh
1: my god. Uh, yeah that I like yeah. I, I keep thinking about watching it, but then I'm like, I'm gonna play it eventually, so
0: yeah, it's definitely better to yeah. play it. If if you're going to play it, don't watch it beforehand cuz like playing it and experiencing it is better than just watching yeah, it. But yeah, it's like that sort of like tie-in is like crazy good. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um so sort of uh what uh what happened in the film that besides uh those cancer bite parts that are obviously one of our part of our favorites. What else happened that was like, you can like hands down say that was like some of your favorite parts.
1: Um, When Ray was like really excited about the rain. Oh Oh my gosh. (laughs) I love that so much. Also, that (laughs) cheesy ass uh... mirror scene (laughs) was just so Mm -hmm. cool. I was like, I should not love this, but I love it. Mm
0: it was so like trippy and obviously like to most like trippiest thing star wars has ever done and probably will ever do again because well until ryan johnson directs his other films <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah it was like i like it was just like a complete like mind f i was like okay I, I, i'm into this <laughs>
1: right? and i love the way it was um it was narrated as and in the past, um, by her, because everything else in the movie was like happening present time, and so that kind of added to the extra trippy layer of it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That. Yeah. That was like, wow. <laughs> um, so, how did you feel about playing yeah, Kylo? That, uh, I think that the best thing that ray did in can do is uh chopping off kylo's head in the future (laughs) (laughs) like i am so like like the the metaphor of uh ray closing the falcon door at the end of the film on kylo is like that's her like being like, all right, I've given you so many chances. You're done, kid. Like, like I am done with this. You, you made your bed. You're sleeping in it now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I love the journey that they went to. They went through throughout the movie. Like, yeah, because I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know. I mean, I kind of figured that that's how it would end, but. You know, I was like, what if they throw us off and have Ray actually like redeem him or have her actually go dark <laughs> Like,
0: mm-hmm. like I
1: I mean it's not and I just I hope that like I, I loved all of it. I, I Kylo's like one of my favorite characters, which is you know, a whole thing. <laughs> but I, yeah. I really hope that they don't do anything to undo what they did here and like because he's yeah. so he so firmly chose his side like he was hesitating with mm-hmm. leia and with talking so people think that he was just manipulating ray the whole time i think some of it was definitely genuine
0: yeah, I okay. think so too.
1: Yeah, because like he was going through a journey and working through some of the stuff that he'd been going through too like like the whole Luke trying to kill him thing, like, Oh yeah, my trusted <laughs> my trusted yeah. uncle and teacher thinks I'm too evil to be redeemed and is try tried to kill me and it's like Come it's in. like that's gotta mess with your head. And so I think mm-hmm. and like yeah. you can see Oh no, go on
0: i was gonna say you can i was gonna say you can see when he's talking to Rey after the the battle in the throne room and everything where he he's ready to do his own thing like he obviously wanted Rey to do it with him but he's like beyond the first order the resistance the jedi the sith like he wants to do his own thing and i really hope that in nine we actually see that whether he is i mean obviously we left the last jedi with him still in charge of the first order so i'm wondering if they're able to separate him from that and the first order is still there in nine but kylo is doing his own thing where he's sort of in the middle between them, because they, the resistance or what's left of the resistance is still going to be trying to fight the first order. But Kylo, like, what does he want right, to do? I don't
1: think he really cares. You know, about, like he doesn't not, really. Yeah, the care. first order is just kind of like there for him.
0: They were just like uh, they were just like one of those like moving walkways at the airport, and he was <laughs> yeah, just on it. Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was just using he was just using it to get to the Which, end. I think it's
1: such an interesting contrast to like Hux and how the first order is his life, <laughs> but whereas yeah, exactly. like it's just a tool Maybe, for like, Kylo to. I don't think Kylo knew what he wanted until that moment. Like I really think yeah, he was just I think going along, you... and that's why Ray was able to. Whoa, what happened? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Is that yes. a rogue one
0: side of the play?
1: <laughs> um, but so I really think he was just going along um, with what was kind of expected of him from from his parents, from his teachers, from from Snoke, and. Talking mm-hmm. with Rey, both of them really made the choice of what they wanted, and they just chose yeah. separate sides.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so it's, like, yeah, I think especially when Kylo, like, killed Snoke, that was sort of, like, the the tie that binds him to, like, the First Order was, like, yeah, he's he was able to get rid of that and be like, OK, I I've, he finally realized he can do his own thing. It was because it was like right after that and after they killed, like all the Praetorian guards where he was just like, yeah, I don't need this anymore. I can do my own thing. And he doesn't think like he's being evil. But obviously it's in the, that's in the subject of the, Behold, right. the eye of I the mean, Beholder. He thinks he's being
1: righteous, but which is pretty much what all villains yeah. think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, can we just talk about how Adam Driver absolutely oh killed God, it in this he movie?
1: Did. He was so good.
0: His performance was, I think, him and Luke's were the best, and uh, Mark's were the best yes, in the agreed. movie. I,
1: I wish, I wish we had been able to see more of them together, other than that one flashback scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I because I yeah. think. I think their interplay would be so good.
0: Yeah. I'm, I wonder if, or I'm hoping slash I have a feeling it'll probably happen, but Luke is definitely going to be a force ghost in nine and he's going to hot the shit out of Kyla. That is
1: all I want in life. <laughs> <laughs> like just hiking old Luke. I'm um, just fucking with his nephew because, <laughs> Oh my gosh.
0: Just being like you know what you're doing is bad, you know, like uh yeah just 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 let it go and you know it's like,
1: become the Yoda you want to see in the world
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So how about like uh Yoda right? just coming out of nowhere? Like I barely like jumped out of my I was not expecting it and like nearly like yeah, jumped out of my seat. I wasn't expecting
1: either because like I hadn't followed <laughs> any rumors or anything. And I was uh, just like
0: yeah, be there.
1: At first I was like this is weird and why they do this, but like thinking about it it was it was perfect. Like Luke needed that.
0: Yeah, it, it works worked so well and yoda was being like the little shit he was yep. in, like empire strikes back it was perfect <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he clonks luke in the head with like his cane oh um, gosh, it was just yeah. so good
1: like <laughs> luke doesn't matter how old you get you still need that head bump. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so what did you think about the uh sort of obviously that we just rambled on about like the force stuff, mostly the other, uh, sort of storylines throughout with, uh, Rose and Finn plot line. And then obviously the resistance first order in space, uh, Um, parts.
1: I, I thought a lot of it was really frustrating. Like, like, uh, I kind of hate Haldo. Like a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. And that, like, <laughs> is, that, like, hurts to say for like a lot of people because they were like going in, like, rooting for her so hard, and then like the whole situation that like her and uh Poe were in, just like it sucked for everybody on like yeah, all sides. Yeah, pretty
1: much. I'm. I just don't understand. Like, I don't think she was a good leader. I mean, you have 400 people left, all of the all of the command staff dead, and Leia, like, in a coma. And you're just like, mm-hmm. hey, what's up, dudes? Okay, I'm going to go sit in here at a corner with my four white women, <laughs> and we're going to, like, plan out your whole lives and not tell you anything. <laughs> like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and she she
1: could have done something reassuring. Like I was just watching Rogue One, and it's like they give so many inspiring speeches and little bits of things, and she's just like, "Hey, this sucks." Okay, (laughs) moving on. Also, and then like just the expectation that people would trust her when they don't even know who she is, just like. Just because she's Leia's friend, like, I don't get that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was sort of just, like, weird how, like, it just worked. And then, like, obviously, the way that Poe was going into it, he was trying to do the best for everybody also while sort of trying to do his own thing while like everybody, like it was weird how he had people on his side and Holdo had people on her her side. So like there was this divide within the resistance itself. And like in that situation, that's You don't want that. You know, so
1: (laughs) few people left like,
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: I think part of it is just like, these people know Poe. They know that he's been by Leia's side and they know him because he's around and like knows everyone. He's like, Oh my gosh. What was I Mm -hmm. watching where it was like, Oh, someone, Oh, it was Brooklyn nine, nine where, um, where Holt was like telling Mm -hmm. Terry, Oh, don't you, you don't have to try and be everyone's friend. You can walk through the bullpen without saying hi to everyone. And he tries to do it, and then is like, <laughs> nope, I can't. Hi, everyone. And I feel like that's very <laughs> pro. Like, he, yeah. he knows everyone and wants to be their friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh man, that's like, the, <laughs> that's the perfect, uh, <laughs> like, um, comparison yeah. oh that's so funny <laughs> uh yeah also yes, everybody oh should my gosh watch i have Nine
1: watched Nine. it 4 times this year like in its entirety it is <laughs> hands down my favorite oh my show God.
0: like i need um i need to catch up on like uh like the past like 5 episodes or so cuz like when i left for vacation like they just all hit my DVR and like i haven't had time to watch them okay, since you need but to like yeah, to catch because up because
1: those are amazing <laughs> episodes <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god yeah. Uh, um. So how do you like <laughs> Finn and Rose?
0: I am like the opposite of the vocal minority online, but I think that that was probably some of the besides like the stuff with Ray and Kylo. This was the second best uh, character stuff in the film where you obviously everybody says like the canto bite part, like what was the point and everything. I'm like, um, that's where Finn learned everything pretty much like how, yeah, there's a war going on and you can choose. You have a choice of what you want to do. Um, and then at the end, he realizes, okay, uh, I know what I want to do, and I'm going to fight on the side for good and justice. Yeah,
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm really interested to see how his experience on Canto Bite um, um, like informs his character in 9. Because I feel like, I mean, I loved Canto Bite. I feel like their story could have been incorporated a little more into the main rebellion um, storyline, which is part of why I think it was just mm-hmm. too many storylines um, for like, cause there's definitely four distinct ones in there and that's, that's so many to yeah. do all of them mm-hmm. justice. So it kind of feels like yeah. the first order stuff and well, basically, Luke and Ray, and Ray and Kylo were were the main focus, and those got those got just like top notch treatment. Yep. And then, like the resistance stuff and the Finn and Rose stuff, I like it. It just feels like, especially because that's where the cuts came from, it feels it feels like it was just mm-hmm. kind of yeah. like shoved to the side a little bit. But like, I love, I love to the, I do wish that um, Rose had been in the scene where um, DJ was talking to Finn about, um, about um, who the ship belonged to and how they also sold to uh, the Alliance and whatever, because I feel like that would have, I feel like she would have had an opinion on that too. (laughs) And it would have been interesting.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: But overall, I like yeah. I liked them. But, I like their interplay, except for the whole thing at the end, which I wish mm-hmm. they, I wish they'd been mad. Yeah, I don't They like should have either. been mad. Both of them should have been mad. Like Finn should yeah. have been mad I that his so. big moment yeah. was ruined. And and then Ray Yeah. Rose should have been mad Roe that he was trying to mad. kill himself for nothing. Like
0: yeah, And being, and then she yeah, could have given exactly. her whole
1: speech and he like, would have been mad was, and she would have been mad and then he would have realized that he was being dumb and then he would have saved her life and then no kiss had to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that is one of the biggest like question marks in my head. I was like you could have done like anything besides having Rose kiss Finn. You could have had them hold hands or have her like give him a hug and then like faint or something. But like the kiss, that's just, that sends such yeah, like the like, wrong message.
1: And I, I mean, when I think about it as a story thing, I and like a character thing, I can justify it because Rose has been like nonstop since, since her sister died. And, you know, this is like, she's, she's suddenly like not just out underneath the X wings and in the corners and she's and mm-hmm. there's this guy who's like experiencing everything for the first time and she's getting to show him that so like I can get the character motivation. I just hate how it played out on screen. And I hate that that is what's going to be the focus yeah. instead of um, instead of their instead of both of their growth throughout the whole thing. It's, it's just it's this. That's mm-hmm. all the focus. Yeah. And it just pulls away. I think it detracts from both mm-hmm. of them.
0: Yeah, it, it's un- unfortunately it does. It's sort of like kneecaps their like character development over the course yeah. of the film, which kind of sucks. But it'll be interesting to see how that goes forward in nine. I think I think Rose is still going to play an important role I definitely in hope episode so. nine, and so.
1: I definitely hope it's not a love triangle thing. <sighs>
0: Yeah, the the one that, like, so far throughout, like, both The Force Awakens and Last Jedi, there really hasn't been romance like there was in the original okay, trilogy and the prequel the trilogy. The Force
1: Awakens and The Last like, when Jedi really take lo- place when over, you're like, re- a week and a half.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's, like, r- legit, like, I think from the end of... The Force Awakens to the end of The Last Jedi. I swear, I think it takes like between 24 and 72 hours. Like, it's that yeah, crap like, of a I time think, period. It's crazy. I think the
1: first battle to the destruction of the bridge is like maybe a day. And then they have their 36 and then they start the 36 hour time clock. And then they run over that by maybe a few yeah. hours or, you know. So it's mm-hmm. so compressed. And I I don't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, I like I'm like conflicted on it where it's kind of it's a shock because we've never seen that sort of close-knit time period in Star Wars before. But then I sort of the sense of urgency it gives sort of uh defines the film at the same time so it's like i'm sort of like conflicted where i like it and i don't like it at the same time i feel
1: like i feel like the sense of urgency is so forced and so fake because they're they're limiting it Mm. in that way instead of because you can have um you can have urgency without forcing it into such a short amount of time because it's a war film.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like <laughs> I just
0: I Yeah, that's true.
1: I just I don't think it gives us time. I don't think it gives the characters time to to like
0: Yeah. Expand, that's definitely true. to like
1: grow at all. Like they they have some mm-hmm. growth because it's yeah. such big changes like Ray and Finn are both Mm -hmm. completely torn away from everything they've known. So of course they're going to have some growth, but I feel like Mm -hmm. if we'd had a longer time period, it would feel more natural with the rest of the characters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree on that. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, definitely be interesting to see how, and then how they decide to take it into episode nine. If there's going to be a time I feel jump, like there or, has to be a time jump, right? Like it's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, exact, yeah they they can't just they can't just take it back from when they leave crate on the Falcon, and that's like when they go back into nine. Because what? what is the first quarter then just going right? to follow Literally, them and we're like, going to have like a repeat. So there to has to be some sort get of get new
1: recruits and like contact all their, mm-hmm. all their people out on secret missions. I hope they don't bring Temin Wexley back. Fuck that dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's changing. She's going to be in it. <laughs> as long as they bring. Just I, Baba I can back, accept just Baba
1: as yeah. I mean, obviously I'd want her back, but I, I, if they bring, oh, yeah. of course, of course he's gonna be in it. Um, yeah, and that, I just—I really hate the note the end the movie ended on. I'm so mm-hmm. so mad they chose another little white boy to like show the future yeah. of the rebellion yeah, definitely- and the future of the force. It's like you do not see these optics here that you are telling little white boys mm-hmm. that they are still the most important things in the world. Like, come on.
0: Mm-hmm. Where out of the, the three kids that we've, we saw in those Canto bite scenes, one was a little black boy. And the other one was a, I
1: think it was, a was a girl. I don't know. Girl.
0: I don't remember. I've, cause I haven't seen it in so long. Was yeah. she white but still she was a girl and right. they chose the well, white then, male default, in, um, which
1: is in, gotta, <laughs> in Canto Bite, one of the stories deals with the fathers and like it's a little black girl who's or not little, she's like thirteen or whatever, but still she's 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 taking care of. Mm-hmm. She also was working in there. So it's like it's like clearly this is the third story so you haven't gotten to it (laughs) yeah um but it's like you have so many options and it could have been anyone and people are like oh it's another luke oh it's ryan doing self-insert and it's like both of those are bullshit
0: (laughs) yeah it's like yeah exactly like you you know what your
1: audience is (laughs) and you i i feel like I feel like sometimes Star Wars has such a monofocus on things that it, it just like mm-hmm. ignores these things that could be so important to, um, to other people because it's not it. Cause exactly, yeah. all they keep hiring white dudes to write and direct their films.
0: I, yep. This is what I talked about in, Our far far away radio like uh, DM after the movie came out because Meg was talking about sort of like the representation and like the optics of the film because obviously she's got a better perspective than the rest of us uh, whiteys that were in the group chat (laughs) Um,
1: DMs right after the film it was literally just like fuck this movie (laughs) fuck it
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, But I was just I was saying how that with these films, if you have any uh, anyone else besides a straight white male uh, producer slash writer slash director slash uh, whatever, so many of the things that seem inconsequential like the small tiny things are so much better because they are getting looked at through another lens of you know a woman or somebody who is Asian or somebody who is African-American or somebody who is you know um gay or lesbian it's like you need those other viewpoints there's there's so
1: much you miss so it's like when You only have one perspective looking at it. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. And it's like, I was mentioning how so many of the things, the differences between Wonder Woman and Justice League is because Patty Jenkins was working on Wonder Woman as opposed to Snyder and Whedon on Justice League. And like, if you just look at the way that both of the films had and treated Diana, you can see which one was primarily done by a woman. (laughs) Like it's completely obvious. It's so clear. Big
1: character moments because you know, they're, they're still true to who Diana Mm -hmm. is. It's all the little interactions and the, the things, the, like the smaller stuff that like make a character richer than just Mm -hmm. their big actions. And it's, it's really important that you have more than one perspective looking at it there was um, there was a New York Definitely Times article yeah. recently about sensitivity readers it was trash um, but like it was basically <laughs> but so sensitivity readers um, read over they're, they're like someone from a marginalized group who will read your work and be like this is stuff that would never. This is, this is very off. Yes. Like, I've done it for a few friends because um, a lot mm-hmm. of times I do it for um, second gen stuff, like, because my mom's an immigrant, so I have uh, that perspective. Uh, but yep. um, Shannon Hale, who mm-hmm. writes Squirrel Girl, um, had a tweet thread about it, and she was like, yeah, so I had a sensitivity reader for the first one uh, because there's a deaf character in it. And she was like, "It helped so much." And then, in my arrogance, I thought, "Oh, I don't really need one for the second one because I got all this perspective from the first one." But I sent it out anyway just to see, and I had missed mm-hmm. so much because I like because because she had felt that she knew everything from the first time, and it's like because it's a constant learning thing, and yeah. you're always going to miss it when you're not part of that community.
0: Yeah. Exactly. It's definitely if that's like the one thing I could suggest if Lucasfilm listens is get some other perspectives in the, you know, the writers' room, the in the whoever's editing and producing the film, get some other perspectives that can help you and make it so much of a better film and so much of a better experience for everybody where you don't have these little things right that make and, and people so feel much slighted, of them is you know?
1: it's such small things which is why people are like oh you're just nitpicking and trying to find things to hate and it's like no because these are things that make you feel human that you you don't see because you already mm-hmm. are there you they yeah
0: like Ex- yep I was just going to say it's things that are obvious to people who notice them. And then the people who think you're just nitpicking, it just go it just goes sort of like with the flow for us because we don't – we're not the ones that are actually looking for that and get affected by it. So that's why it's so much more obvious to – through a different lens it's so much more obvious to those right so those, i was comparing uh, it to, viewers so these, eyes
1: so a lot of things i mentioned are things that i picked up um like immediately on my first viewing like no not even thinking about it it just it just because of how i view things i notice them um and someone was like aren't you overthinking this and i was like okay um so people keep telling me that this movie is nothing like a star wars did you notice that right away? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, because you like live and breathe star Wars and know all this. It's like, it's the same thing because I was watching it and I was like, this is totally a mm-hmm. star Wars. And then people are explaining like all the different beats and stuff to me. And I was like, I mean, I still yeah. think it's a star Wars, but okay. I can see where you're coming from <laughs> because honestly, I mean, I like star Wars a lot, but I haven't yeah. actually seen the original trilogy in like at least yeah. a decade. And I've, I've never rewatched episodes two and three, like outside of when I saw them in theaters. So so, like, this is stuff that I don't notice because I'm just like a super casual Star Wars fan, except for all the parts where I'm not that casual, (laughs) but that's only because of the thing. That's because I only care about the things I care about. (laughs) And it's the same thing. It's just what Uh, you notice because you, you experience it so much.
0: Mhm. Yeah, it was definitely if you are you know sort of into this uh conversation and these like talking points I would definitely suggest uh, checking out the latest Far, Far Away radio episode where Meg had, uh, as in the show notes, they called it her nine-point PowerPoint presentation on um, on optics and representation in The Last uh, Jedi. Yeah, Meg is uh, amazing. She absolutely killed also, it. Also, check where- out
1: the hashtag, hashtag SWRepMatters, yeah. which is a monthly conversation about rap in Star Wars mm-hmm. that I sometimes, well, I, I help with a lot, so... Yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah there's definitely and of course the hashtag so representation matters out there which is, uh, you know
1: all media
0: that's universal for everything yeah but yeah there's there's so many other voices out there that people should listen to when it comes to things like this because they can give so much of a other uh viewpoints and perspectives that the, the the default just doesn't see, and it's 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 completely eye opening because I look at things so much different now that. I've been able to listen to you know people Meg and you and Bria and other people in the the fandom itself and it's things that I would never would have considered before but now like you said it's like a constant learning thing and I'm you know as the, as days and months weeks go by I'm looking at things differently because I've been able to learn right from absolutely and like you guys you know
1: I feel like some people think evolving and changing is a bad thing. And it's not. Like, it's just expanding your world. Um there was a picture.
0: Mm-hmm. No,
1: like you on. become
0: so oh, oh sorry, I was just gonna say you become so much like of a, a richer and like have a such a better worldview when you listen to other people yeah, that don't so, that aren't um, like you.
1: <laughs> some of the Black Panther merch is coming out, and one of them is a nerf gun of like the the claw hand guns that the Dora Miller, M- 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 yeah, yeah, that they wear, Why? and then and on the picture <laughs> of it, it's like uh, it's a bl- little black girl with like kinky hair, and she's like holding it, like she's gonna attack, and all of these black women I follow were like freaking out about it because you never see little black girls like on on merch like that, and they were so excited, and I. I hadn't even thought about it, even though you know, like I was so excited when the rose figures came out and stuff. And it's just like it's all you—you have to, you can't just view things through one experience. Like, I mean, like you just can't. (laughs)
0: yeah it's yeah it's true it's like you just if you have your own two eyes and that is just what you're able to look at and because they're your your own it's your own viewpoints you can't experience things that other people experience so that's why you need to be able to take and learn from what they are telling you about things (laughs) but yeah i like you mentioned with black panther i i I can't wait for that to come out and see just how many people, how excited people are going to be able to get because of the way that they're going to be able to get represented.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. represented. Did you see film. the clip of like, it was a, it was a group of I think black teenagers or something. Um, and they, they were like in front of the, they were in front of the poster for it and they're pointing at it. Like, is this how white people feel all the time? Like, I feel like I can take on the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so, yeah, it's so true. We're like, they're just because we, you know, we need these things in media for people to be able, like they, for them to get these feelings that they, can do anything you know they matter they can do these things that they've only been able to see through other people getting to enjoy it so it's like unfortunately it's taken till 2018 for right. uh, a film like that to happen but and it's not it's, like it's, it's finally people here, can't so.
1: identify with other characters but like not having but something about seeing yourself is so much it, it's so important like, I don't really identify with Rose at all. Like, her character, it's just not who I am. But, mm-hmm. like, just seeing her on screen was, it was so emotional the whole time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, like, the what she can do for her character can represent for so many other people. Like you can't put into words how important Absolutely. it is. Like you just. <laughs>
1: uh, and that's just, just what we need in all media. Like, Oh, I'm so excited for a wrinkle in time. Then mm-hmm. just how 2018 is going to mm-hmm. be good.
0: Yeah. There's, there's, gonna there's be already We're a lot of for 2018. are going to get this whole thing back on
1: track <laughs> and, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up. and It's going to be mm-hmm. good.
0: Yeah, for sure. Hmm. All right. Um, do you have any uh, final <laughs> thoughts? We went a little longer than I thought we were going to boo, but right? this, was, uh, this, was um, our, this was a really good conversation.
1: <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I said everything. How about you? <laughs> uh,
0: all right. So, yeah um yeah i just think i like the movie i can't wait to go see it again um yeah that was pretty much it like we definitely covered most of the stuff that hasn't i mean obviously we can't go through everything that hasn't been said already with all the other numerous (laughs) podcasts and everything that everybody already has been talking about online but i feel like it was good to just be able to uh talk about it and then the way that it led into a whole nother conversation, which is good. So, yeah. So, um, we will be coming back in, 2018 like maya said uh we'll be having yeah <laughs> obviously getting back into wonder woman um it's just sort of like the way her, her current run is going we were just like so like broken down by it and it was like so hard to like get motivated right. to like Especially just talk about just wonder woman in general but as well there's obviously like,
1: but we still have we still have rebirth volume three
0: yeah the holidays and yeah, mm-hmm. Rebirth Volume 4 has come out, so we can probably do both of those. Um, Like we mentioned earlier that the Brave and the Bold series is going to be coming out soon. I, I don't remember if it was February or March, but early in the year. And then depending when a collected edition comes out for the Wonder Woman Conan crossover, we'll be able to go through that or I could just uh, mail Maya, the single issues and she could figure that out.
1: Um, One of those two would work probably always. um, (laughs) I mean, there's always the animated stuff. So there's a lot going on that we can.
0: Yes. We've. Yeah. We will we will formulate a nice plan for the first quarter of next year for that. (laughs) Um, Oh yes, part of the young. I was actually on Audible Mm. the other day because I pre-ordered it months ago, and then they I saw it on my like wish list pre-orders. I was like, oh, that comes out Tuesday. Sweet, (laughs) that was part of the. So, that Batman book was part of the uh, young readers or young adult series of the DC icons that when we did our Wonder Woman Warbringer episode on. So, that Batman is coming out actually, yeah, this Tuesday, January 2nd. So, (laughs) I'll listen to that when I'm at work. So, um, why don't you tell the uh, you listeners where they can on find Twitter you online? Semi
1: Rose, and on my blog, Firebee Fights, and I've been actually writing for a couple other outlets recently, um, which those are linked there as well. But that's been a new development. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, sweet. Uh, You can find me, the usual places, um, Mike underscore Audette on Twitter, writing for Coffee with Kenobi, Star Wars stuff, uh, editing and background stuff at Far, Far Away Radio. Uh, you can find us as the podcast. We're part of the Not Saf for Work podcast network. Uh, we are also on Twitter at The Lasso Pod. Uh, the uh, network is at, uh, at NSFW Podcasts. Uh, that's on Twitter too. And, uh, don't forget to check out all the other shows on the network. Uh, recently we brought in the Imperial Senate Pod which is a Star Wars uh, Star Wars podcast with uh, Charlie and Kristen and I I think the other host's name is Nick you or know Nikki. listen the
1: podcast. Forget.
0: <laughs> I see these things on Twitter, so that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're um, part of the network now, so you can check them out on the main feed. Um so yeah, um I think that'll do it for us. Yeah. Have a good new uh, year here. So uh later. <laughs>